This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Welcome back. Today is Thursday. And our share on Thursday is a share in Sefer Mishlei. We're given by Rav Shlomo Dov Mozen. Welcome to the first of our series of weekly shiurim on Mishlei. Mishlei is a book of philosophical poetry. What this means is that the ideas expressed in Mishlei are profound and deep ideas connected to, relating to, the deeper issues of our lives. Concepts such as religiosity, piety, Yirat Hashem, wisdom, chokhmah, personal growth, and the relationships between these three. It also means, though, that since it's poetry, a proper understanding of the ideas can only be attained through a careful literary analysis of each word, of each verse, and the ideas that are expressed in the poetry. Ideally, we should open now with a long introduction, speaking about the various books of Mishlech, the different forms of writing, the fact that each verse is divided into two, that two halves that mirror each other, the idea of chiastic structures, of key words that develop meanings throughout the book. All this we must leave aside. Instead, we will begin the first Shi'ur with the beginning of the book, the first nine chapters are made up of small poems, a few verses long, and we shall start with the first of these, from the first chapter, the first seven psukim. You don't have texts in front of you. That means that I will repeat the verses again and again. That's important. It's poetry. There's nothing wrong with hearing it, you must listen to the music of the words and try to understand how the ideas are being expressed very carefully through that music. Let us begin. Mishlei Shlomo ben David, Melech Yisrael. Lada'at chokhmah umusar. Lahavin imrei vina. Lakachat musar askel. צדק ומשפט ומשרים לתת לסתיים אומה לנער דעת ומזימה ישמע חכם ביוסף לקח ונבון תחפולו תקנה להבין משל ומליצה דברי חכמים וחידותם יראת אדוני ראשית דעת חוכמה ומוסר אבילים בזו now, let us now work through these psukim. The first and last of these psukim are introductions, that's to say, Mishlei Shlomo ben David Melech Yisrael is a general introduction, and the last pasuk is the motto of the book, Yirat Hashem Rishidat Chochma Umusar Avilim Bazu. However, the majority of what we have just read, psukim bet to vav, are actually a development of the concept of wisdom and our relationship with it. We notice that the first word of each of these psukim 
relates to our study or teaching of wisdom. Ladat, lakachat, latet, yishma, lahavin. We have to think about that development. I'll point out, point out on the side that it's worthwhile for those taking a look at it carefully to use a Tanakh where each line, each verse is given a line and they are broken in the middle which is actually the poetic structure in which it was written. For example, Rebroyer's Tanakh brought out by Mosad Kuk. Let's take a look now at the wo- verses word by word. Ladat, Chochma, Musar, Lahavin imrevina. To know wisdom and musar. What is musar? Musar presumably means something to do with restrictions. It can be understood as admonishing, sometimes loosely as instruction. But I'd suggest what it means is restrictions. Le'esor means to restrict, not to prohibit. Lahatir means to unbind. So, Ladat Chokhma u Musar is to know both Chokhma and Musar. What is Chokhma? That might be abstract wisdom. What is Musar? Perhaps applied. Or if not applied in your life necessarily, it is that wisdom which pertains to the development of your personality and the control of your powers. What is Lavin Imrevina? The second half of that verse. Well, lavin means to understand, so imrevina presumably means words of understanding. What does it mean to understand beyond to know? To understand presumably means something like going into the intention of the author, getting behind what was meant. That's how Rabbi Yonah understands lavin. The Vilna Gaon understood Musar as some kind of application and practical version of Chokhmah. And therefore, if we put together this verse that we have just analyzed word for word, we get to, to know wisdom and the application, the practical aspect of that wisdom. Chokhmah and Musar. This book is a book of wisdom, but also instruction in the practical sense. Self-control. Lavin imrevina is a stage further. It's to understand the depth of the idea, the intention of the author. And this trio will continuously come up. We note in the next few psukim that this is a more general idea for the entirety of Mishle. Let's carry on. Lakachat musar haskel, sedek umishpat umisharim. Now, one of the big problems we have with Pasuk Gimel is Lakachat Musar Askel is an opening and Tzedek Umishpat Umesharim can either be another three issues or it can be the breakup of the concept of Musar Askel. To take Musar Askel, Musar Askel is made up of Tzedek Umishpat Umesharim. That's how the Vilna Gaon understands it. So what does Musar Askel mean if it is made up of Tzedek, Umishpat and Meshari? Well, let's first ask ourselves what to take Musar Askel could mean. Rabbi Yonah 
suggests that it is the application of wisdom. If Musar, as we saw before, is the practical application of abstract ideas, Musar Haskel is the way to bring that Musar into one's life. What does Haskel mean? The Vilna Gaon suggested means success. Successful Musar. The Me'iri suggests it means sensible Musar. In other words, one can control oneself in a religious or secular manner without necessarily doing so in a sensible, intellectual, careful manner. Sometimes we see forms of religiosity that look a bit external, underdeveloped, immature. Musar scale, therefore, would mean the Musar which is of Sechel, of intelligence. Rabbeinu Yonah makes an interesting move here. He suggests that Musar scale means the Musar of your own Sechel. The purpose of studying knowledge and wisdom is to develop the ability to be creative yourself and understand ideas for yourself and develop those ideas yourself and be creative and come to new ideas. So the first stage was Lakachat Chochmah Musar Lavinim Revina The next stage is Lakachat Musar Askel Now we said before that Musar Askel might be a general concept that includes the second half of the phrase Tzedek what are Tzedek, Umishpat, Umesharim? Now, usually these words are used in law, courts of law, or taught law particularly. Tzedek, Mishpat. Mesharim is understood to go beyond the letter of the law. But if so, it's kind of weird to start a book about wisdom and self-control talking about law courts. Alternatively, one can suggest that these words are simply borrowed. Tzedek u are concepts, elements of one's personal development. That is how Zimiri suggests that we should read it. What are Tzedek u And remember, according to the Vilna Gaon, these are different aspects of Musara scale, of this practical wisdom, or personal wisdom, according to Rabbi Yun. Tzedek might mean righteousness. Mishpat is the letter of the law. And Mesharim is understood as doing that which is proper, that which is more correct, that which is straight, Yashar. Note that the fact that Tzedek precedes Mesharim is similar to the fact that Chesed, generally speaking, both in Mishle and in Chumash, precedes Emet. Rav Chesed ve'emet. Chesed ve'emet al Yazbucha. In other words, sometimes we must understand that the concept of Chesed, kindness, to go beyond that which was demanded of you precedes 
the concept of emet, of mishpat, of din, of order, of law. First you must think of tzedek. To do that which is right. Kindness. From that you move on to the concept of mishpat. There is a place for law and order and truth. Even after you've spoken of tzedek, to be kind and to do that which is really right. And what is Meisharim? Meisharim might mean a stage beyond that. That which is straight, correct, the proper way for the world to function, the sensible way to act. It brings together the Tzedek and the Mishvat, perhaps as a form of Tiferet. In other words, a bringing together of Chesed and Din of the soft and the hard aspects of life. Tzedek and Mishpat and Meisharim are just concepts for law? Or are they, as the Mi'ri suggested, aspects of our personality? Musar Askel, in order for one's personal development, restrictions, instruction, boundaries, to be successful, to properly develop one, one must have three aspects to this Moshara scale. Tzedek, Mishpat, and Mesharim. Let's move on. And we must quickly run into Pasuk Hay. Yishma Chacham V'yosef Lekach V'navon Tachbulot Yikneh to give petayim, a petty orma. What is a petty? I said before that there are key words that come up again and again in Mishlei. Petty is one of the most important. There is no word in English for either petty or tam. Tam will come up later. Tam is the pos- positive side of petty. Petty is someone simplistic, naive, can easily be convinced of things, and because of that, he easily confuses himself. He is not only ignorant, he has an immaturity in his personality, but he isn't evil. He isn't a fool or a scoffer. He is simply Naive and simple. The first person that Mishlei can help is the Peti. Peti ya'amin l'chol davar, it says later on in Mishlei. Yudalit etva. He believes anything. And because he believes anything, he convinces himself of the wrong thing. He's a bit confused. Peti is like the word in Hebrew, lefatot to seduce but he is easily seduced he is easily tricked what does he need? Orma now Orma is a word in Hebrew which usually has a negative connotation what does it mean usually? usually it's understood as a form of trickery but clearly here what it means is sophistication 
Petty doesn't need knowledge. He needs sophistication. He needs to learn not to be led astray by everything. Not to be easily tricked. Wisdom ideally starts by giving the petty, the one who easily understands, easily is convinced of anything, a level of sophistication and maturity by which he will not be led astray. He will not be tricked. To give, not cleverness, but sophistication to a petty, the simple, the naive. What is a na'ar? A na'ar is someone young, a youth, or an apprentice, as the Moynabuchim points out about Yeshua. A na'ar needs two things. He needs knowledge, he's young, there's nothing negative about him. He's not a petty. He's not easily tricked, but he needs knowledge. Or mezima. Mezima again is a word that often is understood negatively. Metsudot understands the word to mean thought. I would suggest planning. A na'ar needs, a youth needs, knowledge and planning. Mazima is supposed to help you approach something. He needs knowledge, but he also needs to learn how to approach. And that's why the word Mazima is used. The next verse continues this. We move on to the next two stages. If we've seen a petty, and then we saw a nar, we now see a chacham and a navon. The fact that navon appears from the word bina, one of understanding, shows that chacham didn't mean the wise. It meant the knowledgeable. Chochmah and Tevuna are not the same thing as we shall see in the future. Yishma Chacham v'yosef lekach. One who is already knowledgeable, the Chacham, will hear and add to his learning. Lekach. Lekach tov natati lachem torati al ta'azovu. Lekachat Musar Askel we saw earlier. Lekach means something that you take it's the taking of knowledge, the acquisition, like a kinyan. So, Yishma Chacham Yosef Lekach means that the wise shall hear more and add to their knowledge. The wise, not in the sense of the very deeply wise, perhaps, but simply the knowledgeable. V'navon tachbulotikne. A navon is one of bina. Bina is the ability to understand one thing out of another, to get to the intention, behind the intention of the speaker. Navon tachbulotikne. He gains, he acquires tachbulot. What are tachbulot? Tachbulot again is a word which is usually understood negatively, has a negative connotation. However, a lot of these connotations are unrightly, unfairly formed. Tachbulot appears later in Mishle as And therefore people often understand that Tachbulot mean scheming, means scheming in a negative sense. You shall make war. But actually, 
scheming is not a negative thing. Scheming can be understood as a form of sophistication of the highest level. In a very positive way, there might not be a word for it in English. What is the Navon Tachbulot What are these Tachbulot? The Me'iri suggests that Tachbulot is practical scheming in order to teach himself how to study, to go in depth. The Perush Miyuchat to the Ibn Ezra says that through study of wise sayings and writings, one develops the ability to think. But that presumably was earlier in the Pasuk. There is another possibility, that Tachbulot is the ability to understand Mishle. Rabbi Emanuel Haromi speaks about the possibility to understand, the possibility to write Mishle. In other words, the highest level of attainment of knowledge through wise sayings is the ability to become wise yourself, to be creative yourself, and write your own Mishle, your own Proverbs. And so we see here four levels of the development through the study of knowledge, depending on who it is who is reading Mishle, or what stage of that person's development. The lowest stage is a petty, one who is simple and easily led astray. What he gets from wisdom isn't the content of wisdom itself, it's the sophistication, the ability to study, to think. Not to be easily led astray in his normal daily affairs. The Nar he gets from knowledge that and Mazima. Planning, structure for his study, and also information. That. The Chacham. He is someone who has studied in the past, who has already developed knowledge. He adds to that storehouse of knowledge. And the Navron, the one who is truly understanding, he develops something slightly deeper. The ability to understand, to be creative in knowledge, tachbulot, scheming, but scheming in the positive sense, to develop an understanding both of the mashal, the allegory somebody else said that he must go to the depth of, and the ability himself to write, to invent, to be creative. Now, something that helps us understand what this means is the next Pasuk, and that's why Navon moves into the next six words that again speak of four issues. Lahavin Mashal Umelitsa we have here four things. Now, mashal either means a proverb or an allegory. If it means an allegory, then melitza might mean the idea behind the allegory. You have the possibility here that of these four, mashal, melitza, divrechachamim, and chidotam, the first is always the more explicit and the second the deeper. And that we have here pairs. Lavin mashal umelitza, divrei chachamim, 
v'chidotam. The Vilna Gaon suggests that the first pair speaks of Torah Shebichdav and the second of Torah Shebaal Peh. That which leads in that direction is the fact that the second half speaks of Divrei Chachamim v'chidotam. In which case we can speak both in the written law, the Torah Shebichdav, of an explicit, a revealed, and a hidden meaning. Mashal umelitza. The mashal is that which you read, and the melitza is that which is behind it. As the Vilna Gaon points out, we believe with a firm belief that every word of the Torah is true. Any story happened, but the depths of the meaning, as he develops the idea from the Zohar, the deep depths of the meaning of each verse of the Torah is not merely on the explicit level, but rather a deep idea behind it, like we find throughout Mishle. So, lahavin mashal umelitza divrei chachamim v'chidotam. Divrei chachamim are the words of the wise. V'chidotam are their riddles. The deeper meaning behind their words. One can also suggest that these four groups are actually related, these four ideas are related to the four characters we just met in the previous verses. The peti, the na'ar, the Chacham, Divrei Chachamim is parallel to the Chacham, and Tachbulot Yikneh of the Navon was Chidota. Now before moving on to the last verse, which is perhaps understood as the motto of the whole of Mishle, or the opening at least, let's say another word about the structure of the five Pesukim we have just studied. Each pasuk opened with a verb. We speak of attaining, acquiring, taking, giving, hearing. Is there a development here? We are speaking of the function of wisdom. We are explaining what it does for you, how it develops you, the different stages and types of wisdom and what they mean for somebody in their personal development. Is there a development in these very first words of, words of each sentence. Ladat, to know. Lakachat, to take, to acquire. Late, to give. Yishma, to hear and accept. Lavin, to properly understand. Indeed, as the Vilnagon points out, you cannot teach until you study. And therefore, latate must always come after lakachat. First you take, then you give. If we think about all these stages, to know, to take, to apply, to give, yishma, to hear, to continuously hear and accept and internalize, lavin, to properly understand. This is an introduction to Mishle. It's an introduction to what it means to study profound philosophical wisdom. It means to let yourself be affected by that wisdom. To let it move you at whatever stage you are at to the next level where the petty na'ar chachamu navon to let it affect you and to understand that that wisdom has an explicit external aspect but also a hidden deeper aspect 
that you are slowly touching upon, which will slowly make you yourself more creative. Let us now end with the last pasuk of this piece. This is a famous verse. Yirat Hashem Reshit Da'at Chokhmah Musar Evilim Bazu Now Da'at, Chokhmah and Musar also appeared in Pasuk Bet, which was the beginning of this piece. And so this is clearly all one structure. However, several of the commentaries point out this is really the beginning of the book. Yirat Hashem Reshit Da'at Fear of God is the beginning of that. Reshit comes from the word Rosh, the head. And like in English, it could mean either the chronological head or the head in importance. Fear of God is either the most important concept of wisdom, the most important idea attained through wisdom or idea for wisdom, or perhaps, alternatively, or together with that, it is also the chronological beginning. Your wisdom, as it says in Pirkeavot, must be preceded by fear of heaven. Why is this so important? Well, as Rabbi Yona points out, if you don't care for something, it won't be worth much for you. Through Yirat Hashem, the Chochmah and the Musar are more meaningful for you. The end of this Pasuk is a warning. Chochmah Musar Evilim Bazul. This wisdom in Musar instruction that we have been speaking about throughout. It is despised by the fools. You could be a fool too if you don't approach it right. Mishlei is not a soft book. It's willing to put the tough part first. Right at the end of this poem we're told wisdom is often despised. You must put your fear of heaven before your wisdom in order to make sure that you yourself do not despise it. That is what the Mitzvah suggests. Now the Me'iri points out from the second half of this phrase Chochmah Musar Evilim Bazu the fools despise that without patience to go in depth, you eventually come to despise wisdom. For everyone wants to be wise, really. Just not everyone wants to put the effort in. If so, one can suggest that that is the meaning of the beginning of the phrase as well. Yirat Hashem Reshidat. Fear of heaven must be the beginning, both chronologically and in importance, of your wisdom. Because otherwise you could find yourself in the position of those who despise wisdom because they wanted it to come too easily. And they didn't have patience. The Meiri points out that wisdom often is presented as a mishle, as short sayings, short ideas that look so easy, so obvious, so accessible, that until you analyze them, you don't realize how much effort is necessary in order to expend that effort, to analyze carefully each word and each verse, and to go into the depths, one must have Yirat Hashem at the head of one's attempt to study, in order to take seriously one's aim in truly developing oneself through that study. 
So if we can quickly ask ourselves, what does the first poem of Mishlei tell us? It speaks of the stages of the development of wisdom. The different types of wisdom, Chochmah, Musar, and Bina. That in the practical application of that Musara scale, you have Tzedek, Mishpat, and Meshari. These three aspects within your personality, within the development of everything you do. And that wisdom will touch you on whatever level, whatever level you presently have attained and move you ahead. But it will do that only if you are willing to approach it with Yirat Hashem, with another. And when you do, it can bring you to the highest level. The highest level is the highest, not of the Chacham, but of the Navon. And the Navon is the one of proper understanding who can go into depth and develop himself creatively and come to his own ideas through the study of wisdom. And that is the aim of mission.